Well, Ulysses, opening day is here, and we have predictions, projections, prognostications, and more coming up. Yes, uh, some of these are going to make you happy, some of these are going to make you scratch your head, and some of these are going to make you upset. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. We're also on all the other traditional podcasting platforms. And you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Also, if you want to email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, it is here. Opening day, opening weekend, opening series for the Tampa Bay Rays and the rest of baseball. We're going to dive into the nitty gritty and give our predictions for the Rays in regards to what their record is going to be, who's the team MVP going to be, who's going to be the biggest surprise and the biggest uh, disappointment. But before we get to that, uh, let's discuss the opening series three game series versus the tigers which is very very weird for the rays because they play on thursday then they don't play friday and then of course they battle on saturday and sunday to me i don't know why they just don't play friday saturday and sunday at the trap have your home opener on a friday at 3 10 p.m instead of a thursday at 3 10 p.m i don't know if they're trying to sabotage attendance this early on but th- to me that seems uh and even worse, I think it was either Mark Topkin or Romano who said it doesn't make sense because they're they're doing the whole, hey, let's celebrate the 25th anniversary of the franchise and all that. If you want to be really specific on when Wilson Alvarez threw that pitch to start this whole Devil Rays slash Rays franchise, yeah. it would have been on Friday. So... Why are you playing it on Thursday in this whole season where you're you're commemorating the 25th anniversary? So it must have been like a mandate from MLB. Like we need to have these regions playing on Thursday and these other ones on Friday. I don't know. It really doesn't make sense to to to, to have that yeah. done. But oh, well, I guess the boys are going to have a good Friday evening uh, or a good off Friday off day. So I hope they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, are you going to any of the games over the course of this opening series? Uh, I have no plans to do so, but you know, m- m- maybe, maybe I, maybe I do get my my butt over there and 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 go share some some blue seat love at the Tropicana Field. It, it's funny because the Tigers, and we'll get into them a little bit, um, but it's pretty convenient for them because they're wrapping up spring training and my understanding all they have to do is travel from lakeland their spring training site to st pete that's not too shabby of a opening day series to really kick it off as opposed to having to fly to the west coast or fly somewhere to the midwest or the you know northeast somewhere i mean you're pretty much right next door uh not to say that there's going to be a huge although it in my experience 
there is a, a decent number of Tigers fans that do travel to the Trop just because yes. I guess the Tigers have been so entrenched uh, in, in spring training baseball and because, I mean, Snowbirds uh, and, and the amount of Michiganders who live in Florida and so forth. But um, yeah, Michiganders, I, I've, I think that that might be the first time I hear the word Michiganders in my 20 years living in this country. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what they call it. No, I know. I, 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 I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just like, that's the first time I've heard it. So it's, it sounds fancy. Michiganders. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot worse things I could say about people from Michigan, but I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the Tigers, look, they're not going to be a good team this year, but I don't know if they're going to be as bad as what the projection suggests. I know the, the Locked On Podcast Network, they're they're grading. They have them, you know, finishing 28th in all of baseball, just ahead of the athletics and the nationals and Pakoda uh, projects them to go 66 and 97. I mean, I, I would at least, you know, throw them seven bones, 70 wins. I don't know how much more than that. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you say on this matter? Um, I think it's going to be, if they hit, if they hit the, the, the seven dubs, I think it's a success. I think you're yeah. just, I think, I think you're just avoiding being a, 68 69 uh win team uh, if you're the tigers if you if you can get that yeah. to the 7 then you i think you should feel good about the season but i just <sighs> look they don't have a lot of depth i'll say that and they need big years it. from you know their their young pitching staff and young players like Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson but I would be curious to see what a, a full healthy Austin Meadows can do if Miguel Cabrera can have a final season like uh, Albert Pujols had something of of that ilk or that comparison. I mean, they're, I'm not saying they're a good team. I'm just saying it, it, it's. I really totally messed up on the Tigers because I I was convinced after them going 77 and 85 in 2021 and finishing third in the Central that okay they're they're moving on up. They're moving somewhere in the yeah. league, and then they went backwards, going 66 and 96 in 2022 and finishing fourth in the Central. So I would almost um, I don't know about split the difference, but I think they could. They could find uh, seven bills in them, uh, assuming they're they're able to stay healthy and everything. But um, you, you know what? It's funny because I, I would think you would want to go to a game like this because of your love and appreciation for Miggy. I feel like just for that reason alone, I don't know if the Tigers have another trip to the trop. And you know what? I actually, uh, as soon as I said no, uh, that thought came to my head like this would be the last time I would get to see Miggy at the trop. So maybe I yeah. do go uh, to a game this weekend and and see my boy. I already saw him in West Palm and in uh, Port St. Lucie when he was with the Venezuelan team, and that was awesome. He was so cool, yeah. man. Dude, he took so much time during BP just talking to the kids and, like, signing stuff for, like, 20 minutes. It was awesome. He, yeah. was, he was so cool. And by, just another anecdote about the Tigers, and you're saying that they have a lot of fans. One of the most sellout uh, – games i've ever been to uh that's not playoff was when the tigers played in 2012 at the trop and of course if you're a baseball fan you know 2012 tigers that's Mickey's triple crown yeah and his first uh mvp it was insane kevin 
it was insane what the trap looked like. It was it was so crazy. Like everything that Miggy did, there were tons of flashes going on. Like it was every 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 swing, every pitch, yeah. there was like a a, a a sucking of gasp of air in uh, at the trap. It was so cool. It was such an intense moment as a fan to live through that. Um, so yeah, you're you're definitely right. There are a bunch of Michiganders. Yes. That live around the Tampa Bay area. And no disrespect to Miggy Cabrera because future Hall of Famer, absolutely tremendous, tremendous career. And as David Sampson once said, he's like the only player that could go out on a bender the night before, show up to the ballpark in the same clothes, smelling of tequila and go three for four. Like that's the type of player and athlete that he is. But you would think that the Tigers getting out and underneath that bad contract, um, they might have some more flexibility and workability. Although the Tigers seem to like... Tigers and bad contracts seem to be synonymous. I mean, look Javi at Javi Baez. Baez. You could argue that Eduardo Rodriguez was an overpay as well. Like, what's the yeah. next one that's going to come down the pipeline? I, I mean, Javier yeah. Baez is just downright – that contract was just – that's a total, total albatross there. So yeah. it uh, it remains and waits to be seen. But I'll certainly be looking forward to watching Miggy and, of course, Austin Meadows and seeing what he can do after all the trials and tribulations that um, he – uh, dealt with last yeah. season and and you know maybe this could be a, a nice Isak Paredes moment where uh you sure. know he shows up his former team there so uh there is that a little discussion on the Tigers now we'll get more in depth on the Rays uh but first we have to tell you about something very important uh the tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel it is America's number one sports book that's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. Uh, FanDuel, it's an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't Miss your shot at a no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L O C K E D O N to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Ulysses, let's get right into it. Uh, let's not waste any time here. Uh, the race 2023. Where do they finish in the division and what will their record be? I think, I think they have a shot at winning the division with all the injuries that the Yankees seem to be uh, suffering right now in the rotation and with their player uh, position, position players, the Jays, like I said, on that ep episode uh, last week, You've got to do something before I, I crown you king, and they've done nothing. They've done nothing. I know people are like, oh, well, they, they went to the the to to the playoffs twice. Well, they got swept twice, one by the Rays in 2020 and once by the Mariners in uh, last year at their home ballpark. So I think they have a shot. I think they do have a shot of winning the division, the Rays do. They went 86 wins with an injured team, with their best of the best injured. Now you've uh, added – a better pitching staff, hopefully more health on, on the position players, and they're going to evolve. 
I think this should be a 93-94 win team mm. uh, by, by, the, by the time th- this season ends. If everything goes well, 93-94 wins. So who wins the division then? The Rays? I'm going Rays, yeah. Okay. I'm going Rays. Uh, I will say that the Rays finished second in the division behind the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, what concerns me a little bit is the health factor still the youth factor and the travel factor factor as well. Uh, but I do think they win more games than last year. I I'm going to say 89 and 73 thereabouts. And who knows, maybe they split the difference between what you're projecting and what I'm projecting. Um, sure. Team MVP for the race. Do you know how old Ronald Acuna was when he had his massive, almost 40, 40 season, Kevin? Uh, probably 22 or 23. 21. He was 21. Okay. Do, do you know how old was Juan Soto when he was runner-up in the MVP race? I'm going to say 21. He was 22. Gotcha. Okay. When was uh, How old was Vladdy when he was runner-up in the MVP race? 21. 22. When? How I mean, old was Tatis Jr. when he was third in the MVP race? I'm going to say 21 or 22. 22. You're right. Yeah. How old is Wander Franco? Uh, I would say he's 21 or 22. I don't have his birth date in front of me, but I would say 21. He is 22. He just got his birthday on March 1st. I'm putting it out in the ether. This is the year for Wander Franco to really break out, to just be the guy, to be the team MVP. This is the guy you put $183 million on his name. All of those guys, Acuna, Vladdy, Tatis, Vladdy, Juan Soto, they all are the next level comp of what you hope Wander Franco to be. They all did it at 22. They all have the, 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 the amount of talent that Wander Franco has. Maybe the power. Okay, we can argue power that they all have more power than Wander, and yeah. you would be correct. But everything else, the talent is that that Wander has is unreal. So I'm putting it out in, out in the world. Wander Franco is going to have a massive season, and he will be the team MVP. I like that you brought that up. Great minds think alike. I also have Wander as the team MVP. I'll go a couple steps further or or similar in your vein. And I say that he will absolutely bat over 300. He'll finish top 10 in the AL MVP voting. He'll get his first all-star appearance and he'll compile a war greater than five, five plus war for uh, the 2023 season. And let's hope, let's hope to God he plays at least 145, 150 games. That would be beautiful. That would be much needed for this franchise. And let me say this, I'm glad you brought up Vlad Guerrero, because if you listen to the AL East preview roundtable show, uh, the new Blue Jays host was kind of down on, on Vladdy. He had some uh, not so nice things to say. I I get, um, you know, I guess technically it was a, a regression from that 2021 season, but let's catch the guy a break. I mean, he was like ready to, to release him, DFA him. I mean, I was like, if you want to trade him to us, you want to trade him to the Rays. That's, that's perfectly fine. But why he still had a, uh, an unbelievable season. I mean, not many guys can hit 32 dingers and hit 274 and have a four war at, you know, 23 years old. So I'd maybe uh, cool the brakes a little bit. Not, not every season can be uh, replicated like, that 2021 campaign was if i had to guess again you could probably split the difference in 2023 for vladdy between the 21 and 22 seasons so i'll just throw that out there um all right biggest surprise for the race 
in 2020? I have one on the pitching side, and I have one on the hitting side. On the pitching okay. side, I got to go uh, Garrett Clevenger. I've said this before, and I'll say it again until people, you know, tell me, yeah, you're, we see it. Uh, he's Jake McGee 2.0. I mean, this guy has all the makings of making Cash's job so damn easy. Like, if you have a starter that gives you five or six as Springs, a Rasmus, and gives you a nice six innings and two earned runs allowed, give the ball to Clevenger, then you give it to Adam, and then you give it to Fairbanks. Like, seven, eight, nine. I mean, you're talking hmm. a triumvirate of, of just horses in that stable. So I think he is going to be elevated into that territory of just unstoppable uh, arm in the bullpen. Very good. Um, okay, what about the position player? I got to go with our boy, uh, two-time uh, guest star on the show, Curtis Mead. I think he's ready mm. to make a big splash. Uh, I, although I will stick by this, and I know people on Twitter are like going crazy, um, saying that, you know, whatever. The point is... When aren't training- they going crazy? When are people on Twitter, anti-social media, particularly Twitter over Instagram, I would say, that people are just losing their minds? Spring training, Spring training stats... Do not matter. They are irrelevant. Great if somebody's doing awesome. It's are people talking about Tristan Gray. Is that what it is? So many other people. So many other players. Like no, but not not even race fans. Like from other fan bases as well. I'm like, it. The guy could be facing a dude from A level. Like stop. Reed Brignac had four home runs in one spring training. How 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 did he turn out in that yeah. that year? Like. Spring training stats do not matter. So having said that, Curtis Mead had a healthy 837 OPS in 22 at-bats. So, um, again, I I believe in this guy. I think he's the real deal. The extension talks uh, definitely are are exciting as a a, a fan to hear that they're trying to to lock him up. Yes. I'm going Curtis Mead as the biggest surprise on the hitting side. I like that. Uh, I actually just had one player for the biggest surprise, and I'm not going to waver from what I said on the AL East Roundtable show. Um, Jose Siri. I'm really expecting more of a punch from him this season. I mean, there's something to be said for Kevin Cash going down to the Dominican Republic to flat out really just go down there to check in on Siri and say, hey, now that Kevin Kiermeyer is gone, the job is yours. You're a center fielder of the the present and and maybe the future. So I think just that confidence and positivity towards him could really allow him to thrive. I think the Rays did something with uh, similar with Austin Meadows in his rookie season. And, and I think that I would like to see what Jose Siri can put together with a full season under his belt where he's playing game in game out and gets the reps as opposed to some playing time here, some playing time there. He's also, I think, kind of folding into the prime of what you know what most players prime would be or should be at 27 but just the 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 tools and the energy and the spark that he provides i mean he's maybe the the fastest player top five fastest players in all of baseball has one of the the best arms in all of baseball one of the best defensive center fielders outfielders in all of baseball and has extremely easy power. This is a guy that, you know, six foot two, 175, 180, extremely athletic and mobile. Yeah. And yet you look at his exit velocity numbers and it's like 81st, 82nd percentile. So if he can put it all together 
and not strike out as much and just be a little bit smarter about his gameplay. Um, I don't want to say the sky is the limit, but he has the tools to be. I mean, he's got like Greg Jones S tools, but Siri is actually a major leaguer. And, you know, I was talking uh, about this uh, when he stole home on Twitter. I, I said, uh, you know, what about, you know, right now he has an, a career 278 on base percentage. So I, I think I was talking to this with, uh, I think it was R. Hill on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Uh, I think, you know, there's no way that I would put him right now as a leadoff spot. But if he gets that 278 career on base to like a 320, 325, I'm sold. You yeah. lead off. Do your thing. Um, I, 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 w- I would so sign up for that because then he, he would get that play discipline and then he would just be a wrecking havoc on the bases. But right now, I would keep him as a second leadoff guy in, in the ninth hole. Yeah. Electric player, uh, Jose Siri is and can be. And I, I do want to put these out there. Max exit velocity last season, 81st percentile. Outfielder jump, 95th percentile. Arm strike, 95th percentile. Sprint speed, 100th percentile. Outs above average, 99th percentile. Um, so, and the the Rays, I mean, th- th- there must be something internally brewing in terms of what they think about Siri because they've already come up and developed a merchandise line in the sense of um, the the El Rio nickname. So they're going to have merchandise dedicated to him. So I think that means and counts for yeah. something as well. So, yeah. uh, and I do want to mention this. Um, uh, we did put it out. Just want to give uh, some listener takes on this. Uh, who uh, could be the biggest surprise for the Rays? Uh, we have uh, one person saying Luke Rayleigh. Ty McCann says the increase in attendance. Uh, a couple people say Josh Lowe, Taylor Walls, uh, Wander, uh, Curtis Mead. Uh, so it, it, it really goes uh, all over as far as that goes. Um, moving on from that, so biggest surprise, what about biggest disappointment for the Rays in 2023? Who will that be? This one is the, the most difficult one because you never want to trash on any of these guys, especially without a pitch being thrown in this season. So this one really sucks, but yeah. you got to talk about it. Biggest disappointment, if I had to pick one, I would say Vidal Bruhan. Uh, I think his okay. stock is pretty low right now. And if you are one of those people that thinks spring, spring training stats matter, okay, I'll give it to you. In 31 at-bats, he's hitting 129 with a 431 OPS. So uh, anemic is not the right word. It's the next thing after yeah. anemic. That's what uh, his numbers look like. So that that would be mine. And I hate it because he's such a good kid. Like I've talked to him uh, in, in spring trainings past. He is a very nice young man. I, I wish him nothing but the best, but it just seems like there's something not clicking with MLB type pitching that he's facing he's done everything he he can do in the minors especially in triple a but in the mlb level i'm not giving up on him because i don't i don't think he has enough at bats in the major leagues uh yet but i had to pick one guy yeah i'd go with vidal unfortunately so vidal has an 80 grade personality is that what you're saying I would go a hundred, baby. I would go twenty above the the max. Yes, a hundred. But unfortunately, that's not what gets you hits yeah. in the show. Yeah. Well, so his would you say his scouting grade of personality is higher than that of Daniel Robertson? In your experience, 
the the longtime listeners get that joke, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. Uh, let's just say that uh, D Rob is or wasn't as gregarious and open with uh, Ulysses and his family, uh, and probably others. As my well. mother, to be specific, my yeah. mother, to be specific, but I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, my biggest disappointment, I'm going to go out and say it uh, Josh Lowe. Not to say that he won't uh, put together a, a somewhat decent season, but. I think there is a lot of pressure on him uh, from the organization and from the fan base of, hey, you're our left-handed bat savior. You're why we didn't go out and get a Michael Brantley or a Brandon Belt or a Jose Abreu, et cetera. And I just feel like there's still some some growing pains there. And Josh Lowe, I mean, is he not a guy that's used to playing every day? He can't hit lefties. So I feel like being platooned and, and not getting those regular reps or as regular reps as you should or would expect to get could maybe hamper him a little bit. And I don't know how much this matters or not, um, but maybe there's a little bit of expectations of trying to exceed or live up to what your brother has done and is presently doing in the majors. Um, I just think, let, let me, I guess, frame it this way. I will say that by the end of the year, Luke Rayleigh will have better numbers than Josh Lowe. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, so. again, you have to pick somebody, right? You can't just be like, they are all, all going to have great seasons. Yeah. I mean, although, you know, obviously there's people on, on Twitter that think that way, that everything's just roses. Uh, no, right. this is real life and <laughs> touch grass. Um, things, but bad things happen, you know, uh, injuries happen. Uh, so not everybody can have a fantastic season. I hope that we're both wrong. I really, yeah. really hope that Josh Lowe just kills it. And I hope that Vidal Bruhan, uh, you know, uh, takes care of whatever is ailing him at, at the MLB level and, and destroys it. But, you know, just to be devil's advocate, at least Josh Lowe, if he does get that roster spot, mm -hmm. then he would be facing the larger platoon. Being a lefty, he would be facing righties or a more righty pitcher. So maybe that could help him. But, you know, let, let's let's hope for good things. Yes. Um, finally, do the Rays win this series against the Tigers? I'm going to go with a three-letter word, and that'll be Y-E-S. Yes. I'm do going, they yeah. sweep? I'm not doing the sweep or not sweep in 2023. That has given us way too bad juju. Yeah. I'm just going, they're going to win the series right now. Just win series, baby. That's all that's important at the end that's of the day. That's right, baby. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day be sure you make uh your second lesson the locked on fantasy baseball podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow